This is preparation for vacation. Fingers Malloy is heading off for a week to Lord knows where. I'm only heading off for a long weekend to places I can't tell you about. But in order to celebrate, we went all out. And this is the Opus X Forbidden 2015. It's a unicorn, people. And we're smoking it. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. This is Arturo Fuente at its absolute ever-loving best and with full and complete mystery. I searched everywhere under the sun to say, who has checked out this cigar? Who understands this cigar? Who can I kind of relate to and how they viewed this cigar. Oh no, it can't be done, Fingers Malloy. This is an absolute mystery. And that's what makes it so great. Now we are smoking the Toro here. And a Toro is that standard normal six by 50. Six meaning six inches long. Tee Always makes Fingers Malloy laugh. And 50 being the ring gauge, uh, the diameter, how thick the cigar is around. Tee which means this is a perfect size stick. That 50 ring gauge is very much where I like to be in that 48-52 uh, kind of range. When you start getting bigger, it starts being a little uncomfortable there in, in, in the mouthfeel. I definitely do like those 38s, those lancero size cigars. They're the longer, thinner cigars you see out there. Flavor in the wrapper. So I attend uh, to them. Here's what I know about uh, the, the Forbidden X. This is the tobacco born of the Chateau de la Fuente. Uh, uh, well, it's not a vineyard. What do, you, what do you want to call it? Their farm. We'll call it their farm. And it's, it, it is a mystery. That's part of what they do. When I say this is a unicorn, Fingers Malloy, you don't find this on the shelf, right? You don't walk into your tobacconist and there it is. And there's a, a, a box of them. And you're like, oh, I'll have one of those. Very often, it comes as part of a sampler. The samplers that I have seen of the Forbidden X or some of the Lost Cities or like within that world, $300 for five cigars. I'm sorry? Yeah. That's what the samplers can go for. This is rare, rare stuff. And off the bat, we have just lit this up. There's a, for me, there's a big, big bit of spice. Uh, that that that's hitting and actually hitting uh, and and feeling it all throughout uh, the 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 palate. There's not necessarily a touch of, of of sweetness, but there's a touch of of richness that's going on, a fullness to this cigar. Uh, and I will tell you, the last time we did this goes back to 2019. We have not smoked the cigar in two years, and today it was just dropped into our laps, Finger Malloy. A beautiful way to get ready for vacation. Yeah, and uh, listen, right off the bat, I got that same spice um, and a little bit of creaminess I'm getting off See, of this. I, so I'm with you, but I don't think it's creaminess. What do you think it is? I'm, I'm describing it as richness because what it is for me is is a, a that bit of tobacco, but it's not hitting in that sweet style. It's hitting in the... Like, let's say you were talking about the richness of a cake. The sweetness of the cake is different than the richness of the cake because you're not hitting a sugar sweet. You're not hitting a vanilla sweet. I don't pick up any of that vanilla right now with that cigar. But the way it is totally engulfing the palate 
it's rich. It's almost like it has the smoke when you, when you, when you hold it for a moment, almost like it has a chew to it. That's the best way I could describe the richness of this cigar. But it is just come together. I mean, we are three puffs in. When this thing hits second, third, I'm going to lose my mind uh. to see where that kind of builds to. And can I start picking out uh, specific and individual uh, flavors? Now, there, there are a series of these things uh, to look at. Like sometimes you'll see uh, the FFOX uh, and, and, and a series of those from uh, the Arturo Fuente uh, world. This is just super, super rare. And I'm trying to find the best words to describe it. It is a wonderful milk to dark brown. The wrapper itself is got the right touch of oil, but not oily, right? So there's a difference. There's also a little bit of something I love in, in a cigar. The very slightest amount, and it could just be this specific cigar, the very slightest amount of grit. Yeah. Right? It's just there's something a little primal uh, uh, about that. Mine is right the there. very same way. And uh, listen, you're, you're, you're getting a lot of of really nice smoke coming off of this a very easy draw so far um well constructed it is uh i i i must admit i don't remember smoking this two years ago um but uh so far and like you said we just lit this uh i'm very pleased and there's that tobacco right now it's now the riches is becoming a tobacco uh, a, a a deep tobacco in the top of the palate so remember, when you're smoking a cigar, you're not inhaling, right? That's not what you're doing. You're toasting the palate and getting the flavors all, all around you. So the very top of uh, the top front of, of the mouth, that's where it's hitting. That, that unbelievably full tobacco feel. And then towards the back of the palate, almost the back of the tongue, is where that spice is hanging out. And the two are mixing in this delicious, delicious way. Now... I will tell you that part of me wants to go back and take a look at some of the other cigars we've looked at and whether or not I am falling prey to the power of suggestion. Yeah. It is so true that you can be uh, having a glass of wine, and actually we're doing wine in, in this uh, show. We're, we're, we're stepping out from bourbon just a little bit to get into a, a, a Napa Cabernet. And I wanted to try it with this cigar specifically. Uh, but sometimes you'll, you'll, you'll hear somebody talk about a wine, and they'll be like, and you notice the plum. And then, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, sure, I noticed the plum. That's the power of suggestion. Right. One of the unique things about not having anybody be able to kind of put a word to this, and you can't really find where that, where that blend is, is and how it's all going, right? You know this is Dominican, but that's, that's kind of where you, 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 you end. That's part of the fun. Everybody who has smoked the cigar is going to have their own view of it. But this cigar, if you were to find it on its own, could easily be $50, Fingers Malloy. Yeah, clearly this is not a golf course cigar. It's not a cigar that you're going to buy for your buddies who may not normally smoke cigars. No. This, this is a stick that you want to be able to sit. This is almost an event. This is right. where you have to sit back and say, I've got an hour and a half. I want to sit back and just relax and enjoy myself. You're getting married. Mm-hmm. The kid is getting married. Retirement. <laughs> right? Um, you know what? 
not college graduation. They haven't earned it yet. Do not. <laughs> do not waste it on them whatsoever. Is it worth the money? That's always the question. I know you are our value guy. And the answer is, if we're talking about an event cigar, nothing matters. No, right. wait. Right. It might matter a little bit. Right. But nothing matters if it's an event cigar. This is the Opus X, the Forbidden 2015 and we're going to be playing this cigar, sharing with you what we're experiencing uh, throughout. Uh, grab your own cigar, kick back, and relax. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Easter is upon us. I hope you all have a fantastic Easter. I hope you all are having a great or had a great Passover, depending on when uh, you, you hear this. I'm a Passover guy myself. That's one of the reasons... We're doing wine today. Can't do bourbon. It's a grain. I didn't know that you couldn't do any grains. Right? Uh, so so no oat and no wheat and no rye and no barley and no spelt. S-P-E-L-T. Don't look at me like that, producer. I have no idea what spelt is. Don't look at me like that, Fingers Malloy. I'm just telling you. I, uh, I, uh, you don't have to know what spelt is. What you have to know is if you were Jewish, you wouldn't be eating any of that uh, this week. So I went with the red wine. That's how I did it. Eat, drink, smoke. Good to be with you. Tony Katz, America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy right there. But for Easter, of course, Easter means candy. And my kids love candy. Your kids are eating candy right now, Fingers Malloy. Yes. Knee deep. Knee deep in candy. It's raining candy at the house. These, according to Amazon, are what people have been ordering the most of for Easter. And, of course, Cadbury Eggs has had the biggest, sharpest rise 499% according to the story here at fox2now.com followed by the Reese's egg which is a perfect candy ladies and gentlemen the Reese's peanut butter cup is perfect the Reese's egg absolutely perfect then after that starburst jelly beans I'll never understand the jelly beans so help me I'll never understand why the jelly bean is even a candy a jelly bean is the kind of candy that you throw in a dish and you grab a handful, and you eat them, and you ask yourself as you're eating them, why am I eating these? Okay. It's, it's like they're just there. You just grab them, and then you have them, and it's a, it's a flavor medley in your mouth. And it's like, oh, this is – I'm just – talk about just stuffing mindless food into your, just empty calorie after empty calorie going down your throat. That's a jelly bean. And then, of course, chocolate bunnies are on the list, up 218%. Peeps up 176%. Swedish fish are up. Swedish fish are really bad. But the two worst candies in the world, one is on here, it's down 8%, is the Skittle. The Skittle, as we all know, is an abomination before the Lord. You think you're eating M&Ms, and then all of a sudden, it's not an M&M. It's just wrong. It is, it is the devil laughing at you every step of the way. It is like... A very, if you took a jelly bean, you threw it in a microwave for 10 minutes and then sat it out in the sun. And that's a Skittle. Challenge accepted. <laughs> that's the next video <laughs> from Fingers Malloy. Be sure to check that out. The one that thankfully isn't on here, but if you want to know what the worst candy in the world is, speaking of, of the devil, it's, it is the Tootsie Roll. What? Tootsie Rolls are devil scat. Right? Wow. Tootsie Rolls are the worst. If you give Tootsie Rolls for Halloween, chances chances are you did something terrible in a previous life and in this life. A double whammy. Uh, to me, as far as Halloween candy goes, what I don't, I've never understood the chocolate bunny. 
Like, I would get my kids chocolate bunnies every year. It's like, okay, it has to be in the basket. Oh, you got to have the chocolate bunny in the basket. Do you then still the- do the basket? Yeah, of course. Okay. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. As I just said, I've never done. I mean, I've gotten them before. Yeah. I've eaten out of them before, but I have never once made one. But the chocolate bunny, it's like, okay, the kids, they'll eat the ear. And then next thing you know, it's in the refrigerator until August. Yeah. Like you let the chocolate just sit there until August. <laughs> That's not eh. chocolate bunnies. Eh. Really? Yeah, like I, like I said, it's just weird. It's it's you you, you take a bite of it, and uh, it seems like a good idea at the time, but the chocolate isn't as good as other chocolates, and then it, it just sits in the refrigerator. Well, I will see if you're right because this year one of the desserts for Passover was the dark chocolate seder plate. You know, you've got the seder plate there, and you've got the the the, bone, the, the lamb's bone, right, and the you know, the shank bone, I should say, and then you've got the egg and the parsley and the and the roset. And, and the Maror. Honestly, uh, I'm just speaking to the Jewish people right kidding. now. I have no idea what he's talking oh, about. I will invite you to a Seder one of these years. Oh, you will be delighted. <laughs> delighted. Um, but yeah, so so that's the Seder plate. And this one is, is a dark chocolate one. Then you can eat the whole thing. And the kids are going to town. Is it uh, milk chocolate? No, this one was dark chocolate. It's dark chocolate. You could get one in milk chocolate. This I, I prefer dark chocolate over milk chocolate. What's tradition? There's no tradition. It's it's not like Moses said, and here's what we're gonna do: dark chocolate Seder plate. Oh. You're welcome, everybody. Tradition. No, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, you got that part right. <laughs> Bread is out. Dark chocolate Seder plate is in. Hey, don't look at me. Comes from the big guy upstairs, <laughs> right? I got you this far. You're gonna have to walk the rest of the way yourself. This is all I can do for you right here. Then there's a list from Nerdist. You know, we do love a list here. That's right. It should be called what? <laughs> Eat, drink, smoke lists. That's correct. That's the name of the show. The nine Easter candies ranked worst to best, according to Nerdist. And it starts with something called the Jordan Almond. And I've, I, I've never heard a, 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 of, of this. It's like it's an almond that's covered in, in sugar, so it looks like a peanut M&M, except it doesn't play like a peanut M&M. And I've never heard of it before. Now, then it goes to the peep and jelly beans. No, so that's 987. Number six is indeed the solid chocolate Easter bunny. I think for the same reasons you bring it up. Yeah. It's a great idea. And then what do you do with it? Right. Oddly enough, ranking higher on the list is the hollow chocolate Easter bunny because that's just a scam. <laughs> that's just a scam. You, you can eat a, a bunny. You want the thing through and through chocolate. You don't want waste, to waste your time there. After that comes the Cadbury mini egg. Fine. Easy treat. Good to do. The chocolate marshmallow egg from Russell Stover, which I've never had, right? That's not a peep. That's an egg that's chocolate-covered marshmallow. F- that's, that's okay. I, I can explain. Like a mallow that. cup. I've never had a mallow cup. Oh, wow. I can't believe you haven't had... Uh, uh, you've never had a dark chocolate Seder plate. Don't sit not, there and lecture to me. Well, I can't believe you've never had a Jordan almond before. Or it's sidekick the Pippin almond. <laughs> You're just being that guy. Then number two is, of course... The Reese's peanut butter egg, which is perfect. It's a perfect candy. It should be number one. Number one on the list, of course, is the Cadbury cream egg. I, I got to tell you, the the I I totally and completely agree with you on the the, the Reese's peanut butter egg. I had no idea until uh, this this past year that they made Reese's Christmas trees. Yeah, I, I had no idea that they did. They branched out, and they, but that's always so much better than just the regular Reese's peanut butter cup because the, the the chocolate to peanut butter ratio in these gimmicky holiday cups is so much better. 
I am waiting for the Reese's Seder plate. That's, that's what's going to be. Then, of course, there's a whole question of whether or not you can eat peanuts. Because there's this whole thing about something called legumes and whether or not you can do those uh, for, for Passover. And some people are like, absolutely not. And some people are like, well, maybe. And I, I, I will admit, it is a weird thing. I'll give you an example. So there are different kinds of, of Jews. And they're the, the Jews from, from like Eastern European are referred to as Ashkenazi Jews. And then the Jews from Spain and, and South America are Sephardic Jews. Ashkenazi Jews, until about three years ago, couldn't have rice for Passover. And then all of a sudden, the rabbis got together and said, you know what? Sushi sounds great for Passover. <laughs> rice is allowed. When, when, when I saw that, when I heard that like proclamation, I was like, are you kidding are you, this is this is unbelievable. It's like a whole new world <laughs> opened opened up. Did it, the song actually go through your head? A whole new world. It was, uh, my my life has been changed. <laughs> I, I have been changed for the better. I have been changed for good. I mean, if we're gonna do musicals and nothing but musicals, right there. Uh, get yourself an egg and get yourself the Cadbury cream egg and have yourself a fantastic, fantastic Easter. This is Eat Drink Smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That right there, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And it is the Arturo Fuente Forbidden X 2015. If you can find it, you buy it. You may have to get it as part of the sampler, which could run $300 easy for five cigars. Special event cigar. We're getting ready for a vacation. We do not vacation together, in case anybody was curious uh, uh, about that. We do have standards. But this is a nice way, an incredible way to kick it off. This cigar, we're really now, I'm into that, still getting through the first third. You're starting to work on that second third already, Fingers Malloy. Where are you with this? It's just, it's a pleasant smoke. It's, you just sit back, I could just imagine sitting back on a deck instead of, you know, we're working here, people. Uh, sitting on the back deck, smoking this. Uh, again, I, we, we talk about how what you eat influences a lot of time uh, your palate and, and how you uh, feel about a cigar. We have a nice cheese plate here. Maybe that's where I'm getting some of these creamy notes. It's blending with the, the cheese. But uh, my goodness, that that I guess I, I would describe it maybe as white pepper when we first lit right. it. Uh, that subsided, and I don't know if it's it's really has, or I've just gotten used to it. <laughs> but um, it's not as prevalent as it was when we first uh, lit up. But uh, oh, gosh, this is so good. So I still feel a little bit of that spice, and still that that richness uh, and that tobacco that's in there. And we break a cigar up as you should into thirds: first third, second third, and final third. And definitely the flavors do indeed change. Grab your notebook. Make sure you're writing it down. What did you eat? That day, because absolutely, the cheese, I think that's a gray area that we're doing, could absolutely change up where your palate is. What you ate that day, the metabolism that you've got going, what the weather is like, write it all down. Because when you then go back to that cigar, as you should, and you can then compare notes and what's different and what, what's different about that day, and then you can just maybe kind of discern a little bit more of where those flavors are in uh, the cigar. I'm still waiting to get to that second, third. I'm going slow and easy. As slow and easy as I can. As, as I race to vacation, I'm going as slow and easy as possible. It's time, Fingers Malloy, for News of the Week. Well, let's keep going on the cigar theme, Tony. You know, there are several cigar 
conventions, shows throughout uh, the country during the year, and there is one. Uh, called, we should be at all of them, by the way. We should be. The Tobacco Plus Expo 2021, which is going to be in Las Vegas in mid-May. Several companies have already announced that they will not be attending because of COVID. The pandi- yeah, the pandemic. In uh, May. Yeah. Re- at the rates people are getting vaccinated. Wow. Yeah, people are so, still. Wait, so I, you know, we, we talked about this before. You, you you know, you sit back and you you hear events being canceled, parades being canceled, like months in advance. It's like okay, maybe there's just so much that goes into planning and going to these events. That, and if there's any uncertainty at all, uh, companies are deciding that uh, they aren't going. Uh, you, people like a uh, Drew Estate, they're not going to be there. Foundation wow. Cigar Company, J C Newman. Uh, they aren't going to be there. Just a whole list of, of Lucione Warped is on this list. I mean, that, that's a that's a lot of tobacco right there. That's a lot of cigar that we're talking about right there. I I don't know whether I blame them or I don't. I don't know whether I think they're making a mistake or not. They may be saying to themselves, you know what? We're going to save it for uh, there's another convention in July, right? Uh, uh, the PCA. So maybe they're going to save it for that. Maybe they're saving it for something else uh, down the road. I think a lot of people, while they'll claim COVID, they're not necessarily saying we're worried about catching the virus. But rather they're saying we want to make sure this year as things do open up, we're applying our dollars properly. Mm -hmm. And where do we see the best bang for the buck? So instead of five trade shows that they may do. Like, I don't even know if there are five, right? I only know of, of a few, and there may be some that I haven't heard of. We're only going to do two this year. We did none last year. We'll right. do two this year, and then we'll get ourselves back into it. Well, and the other thing, too, is this is the Tobacco Plus Expo 2021, so maybe this isn't just, I don't know much about this convention other than, uh, you know, maybe it's it's more than just cigars, obviously. Uh Half Wheel said that roughly 90 cigar or cigar-related companies are still planning on exhibiting at the trade show, and there are more than 300 exhibitors in total. So, Oh, it's going to be a good show, right? There are going to yeah. be people. But uh, there have just been some high-profile cigar companies that are saying, you know what, maybe not this year. So um, I'm taking a look at uh, PCA, which is the Premium Cigar uh, Association, and they're certainly gearing up for 2021, and my father is, is going to be uh, showing their Christoph uh, Glenn Case out, out of Chicago. Christoph makes some good, good smokes. We do not do enough uh, of, of those. Uh, so there's there's definitely going to be uh, a fair amount of, of people. And uh, Rocky Patel is going to be at, at the PCA. Uh, Alec Bradley, uh, I think, is going to be at the PCA. So people could be making their decision of just where they go, how they go, and where they spend their dollars. I think that's it more than anything. Next. Well, if you're going to travel to Las Vegas... Which we are. uh, Which we should, and we are. uh, You can get your hands possibly on a new hard seltzer drink. You know, that's the big thing now, Tony. People are are going towards the hard seltzer. I know. And celebrities are, are jumping into the hard seltzer game. You know, you're, you're familiar with uh, Blake Shelton. The, oh, the, oh, the Blake country, Shelton. He goes to my synagogue. Yeah, the country music singer. Oh, that Blake Shelton. Yeah. Uh, yes, I am familiar he, with Blake he, Shelton. He's married to uh, Paul Abdul. 
He no, no, he is not. No? He is not married to Paula Abdul. Oh, right. He is married to Joan Jett. Okay, there we go. Uh, well, he is teaming up with the vodka company Smithworks to create his own line of hard seltzer lemonade. Sounds about right. Smithworks American brewed hard seltzer lemonade. He's calling it Liquid Sunshine. So now we have to ask ourselves, because clearly George Clooney has taught these celebrities, if you get into the liquor game, you're going to make some money, right? And you, you got George Clooney and sold his tequila for a billion, and then you've got uh, Ryan Reynolds and Aviation Gin. That did very well. You've got Snoop, right, uh, who, who's got his uh, gin line. Uh, and uh, jumping on, uh, you have uh, a Jamie Foxx, uh, Brown Sugar Bourbon. Right, he came on. That was already one in existence. He came on uh, uh, to that. Uh, so there's a lot of this. John Rich of Big and Rich. Mm-hmm. So he's got Redneck Riviera whiskey, which is actually a very, very good, inexpensive American blended whiskey. It it'll work for all the times. Absolutely, keep that one in your liquor cabinet. No question. He just announced that that he's going full bore. He's putting out other things out there. But I think John, who I've interviewed uh, before. Uh, John, I think, like like sees uh, uh, like like the, the seriousness of this, right? He sees the heart uh, of this and, and wants in. And I don't know about the other people. It's because I, I I know John a little bit, and I've interviewed him and talked to him uh, about these things. I don't I don't fault a Blake Shelton. It's a smart business to 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 get into. Yeah, right. Hey, you keep waiting to see if this is going to be a a fad, the hard seltzer. You know, if it's going to be like a Zima, but. The thing is about this stuff, a lot of it is so low carb. Like if you look at a White Claw, you know, very I low carb. Uh, Although so, they make a great sponsor of the it, right? radio show. So uh, if you are the type that you're, you're concerned about your carbs, uh, these, these beverages may appeal to you. This uh, new uh, flavor pack, uh, the, 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 the series that they're coming out with, uh, Blake Liquid Shelton is. Liquid Sunshine. Yes, there's actually uh, four different flavors. Classic Lemon, Ripe Strawberry, Southern Peach Tea, and Crisp Lime. Those are your four flavors that you could choose and from. And I could see people doing it. I could see people buying in on that. I don't think hard seltzer is a fad. I think that people have decided, hey, this is something that I can utilize. This is something that's a, a beer replacement uh, for me, and it's and it's got good flavor, right? Uh, I'm, I'm in. I'm down. I, I think it's here to stay. White Claw proved that it, it can work, and people are like, they, they, they want in. Yeah, only 100 calories, uh, 5% alcohol, and just one gram of sugar per 12-ounce can. Yeah, so, and, and now picture the market that you're getting. That's a lot of women in, in, in that market. That's a lot of that millennial market that looks to those kinds of things. And then just the country music fan base that Blake Shelton has. Uh, you're you're going to see that on, when he's on The Voice. It's going to be a can of that <laughs> next to him. <laughs> From now, how much do you want to bet? How much do you want to bet? Oh, it's going to happen. By the way, new voice host or a judge, Ariana Grande. Stop it. What? She can sing. She can sing. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Did I mention we like lists? (laughs) If there is a list, we are all about it. And if it's only because sometimes we want to mock everything on the list, this one... I don't even know how you decide. It's eat, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Be sure to subscribe, follow, like, whatever it is you do. The podcast, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. Uh, we're on Audible. 
Eat, Drink, Smoke. Give it a five-star review. Love it up. And if you're listening to the podcast, you're doing great work. Now share it with a friend. This from a group called 10best.com. 10best.com. It's actually affiliated with the USA Today. Is it really? Yes. Well, that must mean it's official. These are the top 10 beer cities in America. Now, Fingers Malloy, no one knows beer better than you. You are America's favorite amateur drinker. What makes, in your view, a beer city? You have to have a craft beer scene that people gravitate to that has a track record. Not something that just opened up last week. Year after year of producing fine quality beer that people enjoy. I would have thought uh, good street cleaners after you puke. That's what I thought you would have gone with. Well, you could you could do that with Pabst. If Pabst is, is does not make a good beer city, <laughs> just that's all we've got. Pabst Blue Ribbon on tap, people. That's all we've got. Here's the list: Charlotte, North Carolina, coming in at number ten. And yes, they do have a series of breweries. I don't think Charlotte's a lovely city. I like Charlotte quite a bit, but I got to tell you, I am totally like am. Like the the food scene or or the, the the drinking scene, the beer scene is like ambiguous to me. Like I I don't know anything about it. I have never heard anybody bring it up. As opposed to number nine, which is Milwaukee, because Milwaukee's the home of beer, right? Uh, M- Milwaukee is beer. Wisconsin, whether we're talking about Miller Lite, you're talking about Line and Kugel, right? That's that's beer, and of course. The original Pabst headquarters. Yeah, the original Pabst headquarters and Miller Brewery Visitor Center. Oh, that's a road trip. That's a road trip. Have you ever had a Miller High Life? Have you ever tasted the High Life? I have one, maybe one. Isn't that the champagne <laughs> of beers? It's the champagne of beers. Maybe once in my <laughs> life I have. Number eight, Fort Collins, Colorado. And again, I think they're, they're, that's, that's more of a stylistic conversation than great beer scene, but I don't know. Number seven, Atlanta. Atlanta's so big, I can see it. I absolutely get it. And they do have a fair amount of, of, of breweries uh, that, that are uh, that are out there, but I think more you would have because of population more cool beer places that you could go to. Well, what intrigues me about Atlanta, they have the Porter Beer Bar. I am a sucker for a porter or a stout, and it seems like when you go into bars today, it is hard to find stouts and porters because everyone is still so IPA crazy. It's like, oh, we have 12 Oy. IPAs on tap, uh, but we don't have a porter, and it's disappointing for us folks out there who like a good porter number six is denver and i'm assuming that's because with every draft you get weed because they have legalized weed but more and more places have legalized weed so maybe not coors coors oh that's reason enough (laughs) that's reason enough oh listen if milwaukee can can embrace paps why can't denver embrace coors challenge accepted you're you're absolutely right i i should say not challenge but i i i uh, uh, uh agree with you by the way, one of the um, brewing companies, Winecoop, W-Y-N-K-O-O-P, co-founded by the former governor, now senator from Colorado, John Hickenlooper, former presidential candidate. Okay. If he had brought that up in the debates, he, he could be vice president today. So there has to be a Hickenlooper hoppy beer, right? Let's not give them any ideas. <laughs> Number five on this list is where we broadcast from, Indianapolis, Indiana, and that's the truth. But really, it's the whole state. Three Floyds up there in Munster. What they do uh, um, 
uh, oh, I, forget, I just forgot the brewery down in Bloomington. Uh, but you've got the Sun King people. You've got the Daredevil people. Taxman Brewing is spectacular. Triton. Oh, right. Oh, that's right. That's right. There is an excellent, amazing, incredible beer scene in Indiana and in Indianapolis. Uh, very much so. Philadelphia is number four. Not what I think of when it comes to beer, right? Maybe something I'm having with, with a cheesesteak. Have you, you ever had the cheesesteak IPA? Stop talking. It's fantastic. Asheville, North Carolina is number three. Now, Asheville's a hippie place. Asheville's a, 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 a beautiful place. But again, I don't know if you're going for the beer or a scene where you can drink the beer that's just cool and funky. That's what I more think of, of Asheville for. St. Louis, Missouri is, is number two. And okay, uh, the, the home of Anheuser-Busch, right? I get it. I see it. I, it makes uh, sense. They also have some, some legendary kind of establishments you can check out. Shaffley no, beer is very yeah, good. Yeah, right. I, I do forget that off. And number one, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Now, admittedly, you're going to give it applause. It's Michigan. Grand Rapids is a very, very cool city. Grand Rapids is this cool mix of architecture, the old and the new. Grand Rapids is not too far from, from the lake, meaning Lake Michigan. It's a cool spot, man. Grand Rapids is pretty tough. And they've got the Founders Brewing Company. If you, you know, I don't know what's going to happen this year because of the pandemic, but they have at least one big beer festival that I've attended where they just shut down three city blocks all the way around Founders yeah. and they have live music and it's a whole weekend. It's it's fantastic. You know who doesn't make beer? My Pillow. You know what they make? Towels and sheets and they are incredible. It's a proprietary technology they've got in all uh, of the towels which you bring with you if you're drinking a little too much. It'll help you through highly absorbent, soft to the touch and when you order the six piece set, you get two hand towels, you get two bath towels, you're going to get two washcloths, variety of colors, variety of sizes, machine washable, which is very, very important, durable, 10-year warranty, and a 60-day, 6-0, 60-day money-back guarantee. And if you use promo code TONY, T-O-N-Y, that's me, uh, I'm Tony, hey, how are you? You're going to get two sets for one low price. The six-piece towel sets with promo code TONY at MyPillow.com, two sets for one low price, you can call 800-873-0758 to place your order or go to MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com, promo code TONY, T-O-N-Y, and you will get two six-piece towel sets for one low price. I, I love it, and I appreciate it. You, Fingers Malloy... Or, uh, wait, what? Well, I was going to ask you. You know, we're, I'm very excited. In the second hour, we're gonna we're gonna do some wine this time. Yes, we are. Of, instead of bourbon, but I have people ask me all the time since we're on the the craft beer subject. When are we going to start reviewing some beer? Anytime you want. There are no rules. It's eat, drink, smoke. It's not. I mean, bourbon is what we do. But I am more than happy to go about getting with some some brewers and and learning it up and, and going to breweries. Um, here in Indiana, around the country, invite us out. We'll go or send us your stuff. We'll try it. I mean, we we do try it honestly. We we are not shy people, right? But lo love to try it and love to see that happen. But no, you you tell me when we're gonna do beer this summer. I mean, it's right? the time of beer. You know, we are we gonna do the hard seltzers too that we yes. talked about earlier? Oh boy, I can't wait to see Tony with a white claw in his hand. Well, I didn't say there were gonna be photos. <laughs> 
I didn't say there there were gonna be gonna be pictures. But I, I'm with you that I just I can't get into the IPAs. I've tried and tried, and it's just it's 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 not enjoyable. The IPA, porter, stouts, ambers, lagers, yeah, you know those those thicker kind of things. And yes, I'm with you on the porters and the stouts. I want that richness yeah. to come through even in the summer. That that's what I want. But the IPA craze, I, see White Claw or or I should say the hard seltzers. I can get why people are, are attracted to them. Very often I look at the IPA drinker and I'm like, you're just fooling yourself. You're doing that to make yourself feel good. There's no way you actually think that's that's worth it. Where could everyone find you on social media, Tony? Oh, sure. Uh, uh, it's uh, uh, Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke <laughs> is, is where you find me, Eat, Drink, Smoke Show dot com. No, no, no. I, I will take the IPA haters. Like, they, they're allowed to enjoy it. I'm just saying, as a man who has tried it, you're wrong. And that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all I'm getting at. The Arturo Fuente Forbidden, the X, the Arturo Fuente Forbidden 2015. Man, the cigar is just big and enjoyable. Oh, good, good, good. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So we don't always do wine. Okay, we've never reviewed a wine on Eat, Drink, Smoke, but there's a first time for everything, and this is it, especially when it comes to nickel and nickel. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, in this case, wine, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. It has been in the decanter for an hour before we have decided to sip it. What is Nickel and Nickel? Nickel and Nickel State Ranch Cabernet Sauvignon. This is the 2018 coming out of Napa Valley. Now, the story here is that it's actually part of a, of a group that I'm going to get, I'm going to do the pronunciation wrong, Farniente. Now, farniente is an expression that means without of care, without a care. So what they have are these, these five vineyards. And for the farniente, they uh, take the best of, of each and they create their wines. What they do with the others is they make wine complete of that vineyard. So this is state Ranch, right? They've got five different vineyards uh, that they they work from, and they, and they do things with, and they they get their they grow their grapes. Remember, winemakers are winemakers, but first and foremost, they're farmers. That's that's what it is, fingers, Malloy. This state ranch right here, the 2018. Uh, when we said we were doing the Forbidden X, and I said, listen, this week. It's Passover, right? Jewish holiday. I can't do bourbon, right? No, no, no grains, right? No barley, no oat, no wheat, no, no spelt, S P E L T, right there. So, so uh, bourbon is actually out. That's fish, right? That is. That's a smelt. Completely oh. different. But wine, I think I can do wine. I think God will be okay with it. And uh, they were like, "Well, then you gotta do it right." So this is a big, lovely. Big dollar, depending on who you are, Cabernet Sauvignon. And we've got it, of course, in uh, the, the, the the classic glass right here. And that nose is good. That nose is some wonderful, wonderful orchard fruit right there. Deep. You you know nothing about wine. Is that right? This is the third time I've had wine in I don't my even life. know how that's possible. 
How is it possible you've only had wine three times in your whole life? Uh, or this is the third time? You've only had wine the, twice? Yes. What were the two times? Uh, I was at a conference, a political conference, when uh, two tickets to their very swanky dinner uh, dropped in my lap, and they were giving away free wine, and I was like, well, why not? It's free. And I, I tried that. And then in college, I had a fine bottle of wine from uh, the... Uh, Vineyard of Bartles and James. Oh, is that so? You never had Boone's Farm strawberry. You never did any of that kind of stuff. Is Mad Dog Twenty Twenty considered a wine? Well, it could be. Uh, this. Okay, can I try? You, can, you, I, can, can I? Can I try? I, well, well, first, where are you on the nose uh, on this wine? Now, the reason we let it decant, right? So that's what a decanter is there for, right? You want to get that air in there and open it up. A wine can be stiff. That's the best way to describe it. When 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 you open it, you want to give it time. That whole idea of swirling it around, that's not for affect, although it can be. That's to get the air in there. Just like with a bourbon, you might add some water or, or, or a cube. To open it up, you want the air to do its work and open up what the grape has to offer. So this is a Cabernet Sauvignon. Well, if you have to say it like that. <laughs> I Okay, I, I, again, ladies and gentlemen, this is definitely not my jam. I appreciate <laughs> everything that goes into this, uh, and I got to tell you, like right off the nose, it is very, very sweet. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of fruit going on there, and this is aged 18 months in uh, French oak and and 50 percent uh, new, right? So that's how they they kind of mix it up. That color is a beautiful purple. I mean, it's purple going on black. It's it, it is gorgeous. Would it's, you call it a deep purple? You would call it a a a, a deep purple. <laughs> You're so proud of yourself for the, for that one. Go ahead, try. It. You want me to try a sip first? Well, I'll, try, I'll sip? try it. I guess I'll try it first. There you go. And then I will uh, give my opinion. And being that you are much more of a wine guy, you can give the I expert, know nothing. The expert opinion. Take a sip. There he All goes. Right. He's taking his sip of wine. Right there, the Nickel and Nickel State Ranch 2018 Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon and Fingers Malloy. It's delightful. Ah, look at you. I Listen, uh, again, uh, this is not something I would normally have. I mean, we've got a cheese plate here. I guess wine and cheese apparently pair well together. I'm told. Don't tell anybody. It's a secret. Oh, really? Nobody knows. Nobody knows? Oh, drat. Uh, I, I don't know if you would call it a... a a cherry sweet. Uh, it's it's uh, look. It's sweet. <laughs> it smells wonderful. It smells sweet. It tastes sweet. Uh, I I, I could definitely. You're living up the blue collar today, right? right? All right, here I go. Uh, yeah, please do. Sorry, I can't break this down like a seasoned wine drinker. Okay. Wow. First, sweet is absolutely right. I almost expected this to be a very dry Cabernet, right? Not that a dry Cabernet can't have some sweetness, but this is very, very full. There's a lot of, of fruit that's going on in here. There, it's not so much a, a, a cherry that, 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 that's happening. Um, there there's, is a little bit of nut that's happening in there, w without a doubt. There's a little bit of, of baking spice that, that, that touches. I, I agree that that's, that's true. But very much in that, God, it, it's yeah, plums and 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 dark fruits that are really uh, taking over, and that sweetness is fruit sweet as opposed to vanilla sweet. 
right? That is, and it's a full coating on the tongue. This is an absolutely, del- and it is going great. We've, we've got a Gruyere and a, and a Pepper Jack uh, that we've got here. So that Pepper Jack with a little bit of spice can bring out some different flavors as well. And there is a little bit of dryness on the palate at the end. Did you get that? Did I? No, no, not not in that in that way. Um, I think I think just taking it in, it's 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 not it, it's it's not a, a dry wine. It maybe maybe for you if it's sitting in a certain way, right? That that finish is just sitting flat on the tongue. Now I know wine people that are listening right now are probably absolutely going out of their minds listening to me talk about this. But you, oh, wait, you, do you have you ever heard them listening to talk about bourbon? They're still going out of their minds. <laughs> but you're gonna have the. Uh, is the, does this go with red meat? Does this go with uh, see? What? So, so the, that's the traditional, right? Red goes with with uh, uh, red, red meat or, or meat in general, and white goes with things like fish. I, I don't buy into that. What do you like, and what do you want to pair it with? And go go right ahead. If you want to eat a steak steak with a riesling, live your life is the way I I would uh, describe it. Uh, that plum is is really really present in this. This is a kind of wine. That has just that right level of sweetness that you could end up drinking the bottle and forget that you actually drank a bottle. I can see that. But you pick this up for between $100 and $150 a bottle. Oh, then I can't see that. Oh, I, I can drink another. Hold on. No, I mean drinking the whole bottle, not realizing you're drinking the whole bottle when it's hundred over $100 a bottle. Because you get, what, four glasses out of this probably? That's outrageous. Yeah, four glasses, four, depending on how you pour. Or seven sippy cups. <laughs> The Nickel and Nickel State Ranch 2018. If this is the way we're starting wine, it's all downhill. <laughs> From here, my goodness, this is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Burger King has done it again. And this is not a good done it again. Their social media people need serious, serious training. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. If you didn't know the story of the Ever Given, this is a cargo ship. This is a very large cargo ship. The Ever Given is longer, I believe, than uh, the Empire State Building is tall. Is that it? Is it the Empire State Building? I think it's huge. And it carries a crazy amount of cargo. And it got stuck in the Suez Canal. Literally ended up kind of sideways hitting uh, the shoreline of both sides of the Suez Canal, which is a major artery for doing shipping so you don't have to go around the entirety of Africa to be able to do shipping. Billions of dollars of goods move through there every single day. It blocked the port for, for weeks. Cost billions of dollars in lost revenue. They were digging out with cranes. They had kids there with the little plastic shovels and the buckets trying to get it out Burger King down in Chile decides they're going to have a little fun with this and they put out on Instagram the, a photo of the double whopper but they put it in the middle of the Suez Canal so so they've got this photo of this this aerial photo the satellite like Google Earth photo of the Suez Canal with this double whopper there I actually think that's very funny. I think that is a a very funny ad. I think people are overreacting here because some people are like, ooh, how uh, dare you? Somebody wrote, exploiting the suffering of others will not promote you, 
but rather lower your suspect your, your respect and somebody else as the story goes the Suez Canal is disrupted and will return to work again but when your heart breaks down due to loose burger oils and grease <laughs> it will not come back to life again can I just say that the first time of course Burger King got in trouble is they wanted to do something good it was International Women's Day I guess that's a thing which by the way Every day is International Women's Day. Well, the ladies of Fingers Malloy's life are living the dream. <laughs> they had wanted to do something nice or, or good or, or really support women, and they were going to start offering scholarships for women to become chefs. There aren't enough female chefs. And so they put out this series of tweets to talk about it, and it started with, this is all it said, women belong in the kitchen. <laughs> Holy crap. You, you, you can't. You can't do worse than that. It's impossible. You, somebody wrote that and said, hey, what do you think? And then someone said, is it spelled right? And someone said, sure is. And then someone hit, hit send or tweet. And, oh, the world opened up on them in the worst way. I have a theory. Okay. So that tweet came from uh, Burger King UK, right? Mm-hmm. For International Women's Day, uh, they didn't fire their social media director at Burger King UK. They put a, a, a gave him a demotion and sent him to Chile to run the Chile <laughs> Burger King social media account. And a few weeks later, they came up with this. Uh, I think that this is a this is overreaction. I'm going to call it because the 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 suffering. Is only that, all right, admittedly, a lot of goods, things could, I don't know if there were things that were necessarily perishable that could have been shipped, but yeah, it created a lot of issues. It cost a lot of money in a lot of places. I, may, maybe someone could have asked, what's the international calamity you create by doing this? I actually think it's a rather kind of forward-thinking ad. The world is too sensitive. Oh, this is true. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous that people were upset with Burger King for the International Women's Day campaign. I mean, clearly... Yeah, but that one was... That was stupid on stupid on stupid and stupidy stupidy. It's only stupid because they need to realize that people are going to freak out and they're too sensitive. I mean, clearly, they they were sending the message out that we need more women chefs. So they wanted to get their attention. In tweets number two and three... (laughs) In tweet number one, well, tweet they were number they were one. Al Bundy. Uh, tweet number one, did, were people really offended? Honestly, oh, I guarantee they were offended. Oh. But I wasn't offended. I just said that was a really dumb tweet. Uh, yeah, like, oh, think, the dumb idea. Oh, the dumb idea. Because dumb, you dumb, know, because you know, people are going to react that way. I think people are uh, mining for ways and things to be offended over. And when they see things like that, it's their opportunity to show their social media outrage. And, oh, I'm so offended by this. Really, you're offended by a tweet from Burger King. Being offended is currency. Yeah. Right? Being offended uh, shows how good you are and how you're standing up. That is so much of of what we see culturally, right? Is that somehow to, to, to show your outrage on something is to show your decency. And... Certainly, that's a new phenomenon. I didn't grow up that way. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have to voice what it is. Doesn't mean you have to speak out about it. You can notice something that you think is wrong and be like, that's wrong, but I don't have to now disrupt my life 
in order to address the thing or share it on social media. Right. I call them social media archaeologists. The people that will go back five, six, seven years looking to be offended over oh. a tweet and go absolutely and then blow it up to see what kind of reaction they get. And then from there, it, they get added social media currency. You know, it to me, I the, the whole International Women's Day thing was overblown. And this 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 Burger King chili going thing. back and looking, looking for things. Ooh, I, I this person may, maybe I can find something they once said. Uh, didn't the editor, the new editor of Teen Vogue, uh, she got she got fired from her job because of tweets that she put out when she was seventeen. Mm-hmm. Now she's only twenty seven now, right? And there's a whole story in that. And I'm not saying that the tweets were kind. They were they were actually they were about a teaching assistant she had in college who was Asian and she was mocking him and the way he looked and it was it was it was it was it wasn't cool at all. No, not cool. Right? But she has apologized for it and, and I could disagree with her on a million different things. But at 17, we've seen major league baseball players get hit for things they said they were 17. The greatest thing I know I've done for my children, the greatest thing I've done for them is keep them off social media. Yeah, I cannot imagine being 15 and have everything you say on the internet, which is another thing. You probably shouldn't have every thought that pops in your mind immediately go to your phone and thrown out on social media. Some things you got to filter, but to hold people accountable 10 years after they tweet something when they were a teenager, it just seems completely ridiculous to me. What you should do instead is get some MyPillow towels. Yeah, MyPillow, MyPillow.com. They're doing towels, and they are fantastic. I actually have them in my house. Soft to the touch, crazy absorbent. And when you order the six-piece set, you're going to get two hand towels and two bath towels and then two washcloths. You've got a variety of colors and sizes to choose from. They're all machine washable, of course. Durable, 10-year warranty, 10-year warranty, and 60-day money-back Guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com. That's MyPillow.com. And use promo code Tony, T-O-N-Y. That's me, Tony. Use that promo code. All six-piece towel sets, two sets for one low price. MyPillow.com or call 1-800-873-0758. Use promo code Tony, guys. This is what you do. Go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code Tony. And you're going to get two six-piece towel sets for one low price. MyPillow.com. Promo code Tony. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. Me, I'm Tony Katz. That right there. America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, the Nickel and Nickel State Ranch 2018. And excuse me, Fingers, it's, it's a Cabernet Sauvignon. That is what we are doing uh, today. You'll excuse me, Fingers, while I finish mine. Oh, look at him go. Wow. And there's plenty more where that came from, Tony. This is nuts. This is really, really wonderful. Those dark fruits are everywhere. It is much sweeter than I thought it would be. That finish is just coats the tongue. Lovely. It's it's it. All oh, this would work with everything. This would work for us a drink after dinner. This work as a drink before dinner. This would work as a drink with dinner, but only have with friends at hundred to hundred fifty dollars a bottle, depending on where you get it. You're going to want friends with you. And friends are going to want to be with you. Yes. <laughs> if, you're, if you're spending that kind of money on a bottle of wine. But I got to tell you, Tony, it it's worth it. I, I And, you know, we, we've reviewed bourbons before that have been that much. And, of right. course, you get more out of a bottle of bourbon than you do a bottle of wine. But 
when you're having a great night with great friends and good food, this is something you've got to try. Yeah, it, it could just be a once-in-a-while thing. But nickel and nickel. State Rams, the 2018 is what we're reviewing. Uh, worth checking out, for sure. It's time, Fingers Malloy, for News of the Week. Tony. What? You know how big Eat, Drink, Smoke is in Texas. We're taking over, Tony. Oh, my gosh. We're everywhere in uh, Texas. Well, we've got some great news for the folks at uh, KFYO and KKAM in Lubbock, Texas, and KSEV in Houston and KYYW in Abilene. You, are, you, you, you struggled on the KYYW. Well, to be honest with you, uh, my specs aren't what they used to be. i oh. got to go to the eye doctor. <laughs> so struggling a little bit with the reading. But... You know, we talk so much about how uh, festivals around the country have shut down. They've they've postponed well uh, their their festivals. Well, the Texas Whiskey Festival is returning this year to Star Hill Ranch near Bee Cave, Texas, uh, in mid April. Bee Cave Ooh. is not too far away from Austin, Texas. Plenty of uh, Texas distilleries will be there, and it's not virtual, Tony. You can actually show up and be there to enjoy whiskey. With your friends. When is this? When does this happen? It is April 16th and the 17th. Can we get there? Wanna? I don't know. Road trip? SSR, top down. Oh, why not? Cigars in hand. And Just go. And whiskey at the end of the trip. This is... Well, yeah, well, not while we're driving. Well, at the end of the trip. At the end of the... <laughs> <laughs> and I love Texas. So how long... Have... So this is the fourth annual... Texas Whiskey Festival. Yes. Uh, uh, this is so. Is this taking place? This how close is this to a place like Austin? Where it's, are, it's not very far from Austin at all. I believe it's it's north, just northeast of Austin or okay, northwest so of Austin. Still, still Austin whiskey is, is going to be there. Uh, Treaty Oak, uh, Balcones Distilling, Garrison Brothers Distilling. Yeah, I don't know any of these people, but I want to try everything they do. TX Whiskey Fest. Com. That's whiskey with an E. We are in America, people. TX, meaning Texas, whiskeyfest.com. I'm glad they're doing things. Yes. Because we've seen so many things canceled. I mean, St. Patrick's Day, so many events uh, got canceled. Good for being open. Uh, be, be responsible and go have fun. Yeah. They say their mission of the festival is simple to help promote and enhance the brands of the many great distilleries throughout Texas. Love it. Love every bit of it. Maybe we should go. Maybe what are we gonna do? Hang, just not go? That's savagery. You you you're not gonna have to twist my arm to take a trip to Texas. Challenge accepted. They have barbecue down there. What? Right? Yeah, it's crazy. Next story. So, what goes good with whiskey? Nerf. Well, if you drink enough whiskey, <laughs> the, the 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 Nerf war could be amazing. So Nerf has a, an interesting offer. For someone who is big on TikTok, and I didn't know, you know, there was a time last year where we thought TikTok wasn't going to be around in America, but apparently TikTok is still thriving. Uh, they are looking uh, to give away a, a dream job for someone. You could be their, uh, the Nerf chief TikTok officer, and uh, you could get uh, this gig for three months. You'll be in charge of their TikTok account, and you get paid $10,000 a month to to highlight, to show off all of Nerf's fine products. That's N-E-R-F. You know, like the Nerf football and the Nerf, the Nerf, uh, the toy blasters that shoot foam darts. So you get 10000 a month. They want you to create 10 to 12 epic Nerf TikTok videos <laughs> each 
month. And you could, up to three months, because if, if you suck, I guess they're going to get rid of you, um, make 10000 a month. But do they? Do you also, that 10000 covers your production cost? Meaning you can't get money to then make the, the videos, right? Because well, define epic. I mean, I guess you could do epic on, on, an, on an iPhone or a smartphone and, in, in seven seconds. Well, it's graded on a curve, right, Tony? I mean, we're talking TikTok. I mean, I can't imagine that... Uh, there's a lot that would go into uh, an epic TikTok video. I mean, it's not like you're making meatballs too. <laughs> it's a Nerf TikTok. But if you have you ever seen TikTok videos? Oh, oh yes. Right. Um, TikTok videos are outrageously inappropriate at many, many times. Like, really inappropriate. Like, do you know what your daughters are doing? In inappropriate. I mean, that's that's just the best way I could. I could, I could describe it. But it seems like if you can master some of those weird dances that make their way into social media while you're shooting a Nerf gun, you're done. Well, the thing is, so much of Instagram has been taken over by TikTok. You'll see people cross over and, and post their TikToks, and, and I believe they call it Instagram Reels. Reels, right. And you're right. It's a lot of, it's a lot of people who are doing their own 15-second music videos where they're lip-syncing and they're dancing and they're dancing and they're lip-syncing and you're watching it thinking... That person is inappropriately dressed, and they're dancing in front of, and, and none of them have Nerf in their hands. Nothing makes me feel like, wow, I, I'm older than I think. Then, it, like, it, it'll come up on, on, a, on a Facebook feed, and you'll be like, this, this isn't right. Uh, when TikTok first started, and before I knew about some of the, the connections to, you know, where, where it comes from, I, I had it because I try all social media. I want to see what's going on. And after, like, the third time being on there and seeing some of these, I mean, they are. It's, it's, it's suggestive dancing from children is what it looks like. I was like, I, I showed this to my wife. I'm like, does this make any sense to you? And she's like, how much do you pay a month for that? <laughs> and I said, okay. And I deleted the app and I was done. Well, Because it is what it is. And the funny thing, too, is it's so dominated by young people. You do see older people post on, on TikTok. And again, the only reason why I know about it is because I, I love Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at uh, Fingers Boy. And of course, what's the Instagram uh, handle? Well, for? Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. For us, or you follow me at Tony Katz. But the crossover from, like I said, from uh, TikTok to uh, Instagram is big, but it, it seems like if anyone over the age of 40 does a TikTok, you've got a bunch of the, the commenters going, oh, gee, boomer, get off of TikTok. Why are you on TikTok? Do they really? Oh, yeah. they're Listen. Oh, in that case, we should start making TikTok <laughs> videos of just you and me smoking a cigar, just yelling at people. Why don't you have a job? <laughs> Grumpy old men. <laughs> Get out of your basement. Please, some of these people are making millions. I know it. Millions and that's of why, dollars. And that's why they were so terrified when they were talking about, for a time being, that they were going to eliminate TikTok in the United States. When you invest that kind of time building up a social media platform like that and, you know, and some people quitting their jobs and being full-time TikTokers. <laughs> TikTokers. Uh, and then some people say full-time ticks. Wow. No. Too soon? Listen, my argument is not uh, the creation of content, and I don't think you have to go to college, and I don't think you have to sit behind a desk. I have zero issue with that. But clearly, we can recognize the difference between something comedic or something interesting and something that is inappropriate, and you know that that child is a child. 
he got to draw the line somewhere. An adult is supposed to do those things. But honestly, just like we got to get on Cameo, if you want to do, you and me, doing TikTok videos, just being, just yelling at random people. <laughs> just stop. Right? The Eat, Drink, Smoke TikTok video. It's all like the like, judges stop. on The Muppet Show. I'm totally down. I would do that just to, just to get the hate. Just to get the hate. And then we monetize. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So, of course... Easter happening this weekend. Have a wonderful and happy Easter. If it's been Passover for you, I hope it went well and fun, and I hope you are just getting ready to devour every bagel you can find. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com, and on Facebook, EatDrinkSmoke, Facebook.com slash EatDrinkSmoke. And don't forget the podcast, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, Audible. Follow, like, subscribe, whatever it is you have to do to eat, drink, smoke. But for this Easter, we go state by state. We talked about, you know, what's what's popular in terms of Easter candy and or maybe kind of Easter traditions, if you will. And the people over at eatthis.com, they have what every state is searching for. And some of these make perfect sense. Alabama's searching for chocolate bunnies. Chocolate bunny is Easter. Alaska is searching for boiled eggs. I don't know what you're searching for. They're Alaska. in your refrigerator, and you put them in a pot of water. Or an Instant Pot, by the way. You've done eggs in an Instant Pot? Oh, they're fantastic that way. Are they? Yeah. How, how is it more they're, fantastic than any other way? They're easier to peel. Oh, all right, for hard-boiled eggs. Yes. But I'm assuming people want to boil them and then decorate them, right? Oh, well, You're not yeah. decorating a raw egg, are you? No. No. You, you, you totally hard-boil them. Yeah. By the way, they're also looking for those in Arizona. Boiled eggs. Uh, okay. It's a thing. The people of Arkansas want Starburst jelly beans. Sinful. Sinful. And uh, Arkansas, I had such high hopes for you. <laughs> I, 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 look, I guess there are things... That I eat on holidays and being Jewish, different holidays, that people would be like, there's no possible way you eat that. How can you eat that? I'll give you an example. One of the Passover foods, right? Passover, you're not eating bread, and it's a story of Exodus for, from, from uh, Egypt. Uh, a story so big, they made a book out of it. <laughs> and one of the things I grew up with was gefilte fish. Okay, you're making that up. I can't make that up. G-E-F-I-L-T-E. Gefilte fish. Is that Swedish fish? It is not. Oh. Gefilte fish is taking like two or three different fishes and then grinding them up to almost like a, uh, a, a, a ground meat consistency. And then you add salt, you add a little sugar, there's carrot, there's onions. Sounds wonderful. And <laughs> you mix it together. You, you create patties out of it, and then it basically, you steam it to cook it, and then you chill it, and then you eat it with horseradish. Sensational. <laughs> it's sensational. I'm sure it is. I, I, I am one of the very few people in this world who, uh, who not only eats it, but I make my own. So how do you... Some people actually buy it in a jar, which is despicable. So how do you steam the fish? So you, you, you get a, like a large roasting pan, like you would do a turkey pan, and then you put like onions and celery and carrots at the bottom of it, and then you get the water boiling, 
right? Not too much. Just, just coat the pan. And then you lay the fish patties in there. And then you give them about an hour and you take some of the broth away as, as it's cooking. And done. I, and I'm laughing. I'm not laughing because I'm mocking. I'm, I'm not. Mo- I just, it, it could just, not be for you. A f- filet of fish is more my jam. So Cle- Clearly. <laughs> yes. Clearly uh, it is. In Delaware, they're not looking for gefilte fish. They're looking for, for peeps. I'm just stunned by the amount of jelly beans that are on there. In the state of Illinois, white chocolate eggs. I have seen people, more people, get... Um, is is uppity the word I'm looking for? Yes. About the idea of white chocolate. It's like somehow it's 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 the most offensive idea in the world. It's like pineapple on pizza. What's the matter with pineapple on pizza? I love pineapple on pizza, but people get very aggravated about that. And it's the same thing goes with white chocolate. People get the the chocolate lovers. If you say, "Oh, I've right. got some white chocolate," oh, that's not chocolate. What is wrong with you? And I happen to be a dark chocolate guy. Dark chocolate is is a superior superior chocolate. In our beloved Indiana. Boiled eggs. I don't know. People are Googling this. They're searching. They're looking. They're trying to, to, to I don't know, maybe figure out recipes. It's everywhere. Maryland is the same way with, with, with the eggs. Minnesota, the same way. No, but Nebraska. Nebraska. I don't get it. Okay. The fine folks in Michigan. You know, I'm from Michigan. Right? Love oh, is that right? Mich- I, I You've love- never mentioned. <laughs> I love do, Michigan. Do you like the Detroit Lions? No? Do we have more wine here? Yeah, we clearly do. We have much more of the nickel and nickel to go. Okay. Sweet tart jelly beans? What the heck's a sweet tart jelly bean? I know I know what a sweet tart is. I don't know. Sweet tart jelly beans? They make sweet tart jelly beans. And sweet tarts are, listen, another candy that, uh, that's the candy that if you are trick-or-treating and someone puts sweet tarts in your bag... Uh, you go back to the house later with toilet paper. <laughs> That's what happens. Sweet tarts are terrible. And now they're making jelly beans out of them? Ugh. So I just did a quick check of the whole list. 50 states in the United States of America. 25 of them want to know how to boil eggs. <laughs> and this is why we're losing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is why it's all falling apart. What's great about this piece over at Eat This, Not That is they had to come up with 25 different pictures of hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> Somebody was searching. <laughs> Wait, is this public domain? Can I use this? Uh, then there's this really fascinating story about Pizza Hut, which goes about proving something that we've been discussing here, that the future is not people sitting down in a restaurant. They are going to add drive-through lanes to 1,500 locations. The days of, of walking in and sitting down in the restaurant are over. And think about what Pizza Hut used to be back in the 80s and 90s. Right. It was you would go into a Pizza Hut, and a lot of times you'd have the Pizza Hut buffet for lunch. But it was definitely geared more towards a, an in, uh, a dining experience, a dine-in experience. And now they've seen the, the writing on the wall and it's, uh, no, we want our pizza and we want to go back home. And so they're radically changing their business model. Now, one of the things that they get into here at a, a site called restaurantdive.com is that before COVID, there were issues because the restaurants were dine-in focus, whether it was that buffet or was the salad bar thing or whatever the, the case uh, may, may be. So they started playing around with pickup cubbies 
well, I guess just a safe way to get it. Delivery robots, in-store kiosks. The delivery robot thing is that and the drones. Right. Right. Which I will admit freaks me out because I don't, I don't see how the drone delivery doesn't end in complete and total disaster. Complete and total utter disaster. Drones hitting each other in the skies. <laughs> you know, people trying to hit them with BB guns. Like I just don't see how it ends well. Well, the the whole what was it? Cubby, 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 BB with a BB. Uh, Cubbies are big at like Little Caesars. You can go in and you take your smartphone and scan it uh, to the, the the little kiosk, and then the doors will open up, and you can grab your pizza. You don't you prepay. Oh, is that you, don't right? to, you don't have to talk to anyone, which is marvelous. Now, Pizza Hut, when they when the pandemic hit, in-store sales grew 8%. I mean, that's that's stunning. Yeah. People, they wanted quick, they wanted easy, uh, and they wanted in and out, and they don't want to be bo- bothered. They actually hired, thir- or looked to hire, 30,000 employees. They did 50 million contactless deliveries and carryout orders since doing curbside. Last April, that's something. And you know what else is something? They make Detroit-style pizza there now. We have to have a whole conversation about the nonsense that is Detroit-style pizza, except the people who love it say it's the greatest thing in the world. Basically, it's Chicago deep dish, but with cheese that, that coats the crust. No. It's, it's not? It's not deep dish pizza. The, the it, crust is a little thicker. It's made in a specific pan that they used to get from the uh, Ford Motor Company, like the, the parts pans. And uh, it's like a blue aluminum or something. And, uh, no, it's great. The sauce is on top. It's fantastic. Uh, you need to try it. Maybe not necessarily from Pizza Hut, though. Well, I, I, we will try it. That's another thing we have. We have a lot to do. The Nickel and Nickel State Ranch 2018 Cabernet Sauvignon is spectacularly good. And the Opus X Forbidden. I'm still only in the second third. It is still giving me that luscious tobacco. This is fine. This is a drink smoke.